From the heart of Rune Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, Summoners. Welcome back to another episode of League of Legends Radio Now in Color. I'm your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Um, your continued support really means a lot to me and to everyone else over here at League of Legends Radio, so thank you guys. Uh, you're the reason that this keeps going. I've got a great interview with the Peace Pigeon. He's a YouTuber, and he does some really sick editing. Like, I love his videos. Anyways, so we've got an interview with him, and I'll be talking a little bit about personal champion pools, whether it's better to main one champion or keep a, a well-rounded champion pool, sort of the pros and cons of both of those. So stick around. I think you'll really enjoy the episode, and let's jump right in. Right after a word from our sponsors over at ImproveYourLeague.com. I'm sure that all of you listening, just like me, are continually looking to get better at League of Legends. Well, look no further. I've got the perfect resource for you. It's called ImproveYourLeague.com. ImproveYourLeague.com has thousands of categorized matchup videos, videos to help you, you know, improve your decision making, your CSing, even stuff for, you know, brand new players. It's got everything on there all categorized, and the best part is that it's all community-driven from content creators that you'll know from YouTube put into one place. That's improveyourleague.com. Definitely give it a look. They recently renovated the aesthetics of it and uh, added some new categories, and it looks great. Very user-friendly. That's improveyourleague.com. Definitely check it out, guys. Hey guys, I'm here with YouTuber The Peace Pigeon. Uh, hey Peace Pigeon, what's up? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me on this podcast. And may I just say, this is my first podcast, so I'll probably suck at them. <laughs> can I say can I say suck at the podcast? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Okay, cool. <laughs> Don't worry, we had Narzis. We have had our share of potty mouths on the show. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not that bad, though. I'm not that bad. Anyways, so, okay... As a proud American, my first question, of course, has to be, uh, what's the inside joke? What's the deal with the Obamacare League team? Okay, okay. We get that question a lot. And the answer we give to most people is, it refers to the Lucian Soroka bot lane. But that's <laughs> actually not true. Uh, so when we first started making games, so we got contacted by Michelle Marvel. They said, hey, do you guys want to make a show? We said, sure. And we were like, oh, shit, we have to make this, this ranked team. And we really didn't think about the name of our rank team until I got to the screen saying, hey, uh, what would your rank team, uh, you know, what, what name do you want for your rank team? And it just randomly came up to me. Like it was in the news at the time a lot and on Dutch TV shows because it was kind of failing. Or I, I don't know what the fuck was going on. But, you know, <laughs> and it just sounded funny. And uh, I don't know if I should regret that decision, uh, naming it Obamacare or, you know, embrace it. Uh, it's easy to memorize, but we also get a fair share of hate <laughs> for the name. Really, you guys have actually gotten hate for that. Yeah, a little bit. Like sometimes, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's too genuine. But you know, sometimes you get these random comments about people trying to uh, destroy the Obamacare system. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but it's not too bad. <laughs> nice. Okay. I yeah. still, I still like the name. Yeah, but now we're kind of rebranding to like OBC uh, rather than Obamacare. Of course, we'll still be Obamacare, but it's more, you know. The OBC group. Yeah, more neutral than 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think for any group, it's better to stay uh, politically neutral. Like I don't have any political preference, especially when it comes to uh, American politics, obviously. Yes, and speaking of political neutrality, let's move on. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, we go deep. Who's <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I was just um, going through your channel a little bit earlier, and um, the editing on your videos has really, I mean, it's obviously gotten better over, you know, the however long you've done this, like a year and a half or so, is that about right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so the editing has gotten better, but it was honestly really spot on in your first video. So where did you uh, learn how to edit so well? Yeah, so uh, my first uh, editing experience uh, came from a video game called The Movies, and it was this was basically a, uh, a roller coaster tycoon, but instead of building a, a theme park, you were building a uh, a movie studio. And uh, that's where I, you know, uh, started to learn how to edit. They had like this built-in editing software. But the thing about editing software is uh, uh, the basics are always the same. So you always have like this sequence where you throw your clips around. So from there, I basically transitioned into more advanced editing software. And eventually you want more and more. And then you end up uh, with Adobe. And I'm not sponsored by Adobe, but the software of Adobe is, is absolutely amazing. So now I'm currently editing with Premiere Pro and Adobe After Effects. And there's literally nothing you cannot do with those two software programs. Yeah, so why did you start editing primarily League videos? Was that just your favorite game at the time? or? Yeah, exactly. So that was the game that me and my friends were playing at the time. And, you know, I had, I had a lot of time on my hands at that time. And I wanted to do something with video, filmmaking. So I just started recording the games and made uh, silly compilations out of them. I guess tell me a little bit about uh, your the people that you play with. Um, maybe how you met some of them or why you guys play together and the whole casual league thing that you guys do on YouTube. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's very random, kind of. So uh, I actually didn't know a lot of the people I'm playing with right now. Uh, the only person I know is OBC Little, which is a real-life friend of mine uh, living very closely. Uh, but the rest is, is yeah, very indirect relationships through uh, World of Warcraft. Little knew someone. Uh, he had a guild leader named OBC Titus. OBC Titus knew a few people. Uh, OBC Oli Nava, for example, I just remembered him from half a year ago that I played with him. And it was a very unique experience. And when Machine World asked me to do Casual League, I just instantly, you know, remembered that guy. I need to have OBC Oli Nava in, in OBC. Uh, of course, he wasn't part of OBC back then, but um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it feels kind of random, but somehow it's still very interconnected. Uh, I think in Casual League episode five or six, uh, I explain it on a very uh, uh, general scale, but uh, yeah, it's, it's fate, destiny, uh, love, and uh, very, <laughs> very random, basically. Yeah, that's my final answer. Fate, destiny, and love. I think that has to be your new slogan <laughs> for Casual League. So what exactly sets apart casual league from maybe other league gameplays in your opinion yeah so uh actually casual league episode one is a mere ripoff of uh, uber dangerous videos uh, <laughs> so uh, i i'm not ashamed of this like uh, before i started doing league of legends youtube um, i didn't watch too many content creators the only two i was watching was uber danger and spazzy and uh yeah casual league episode one is you know i'm, I'm basically i basically copied uber danger uh with the over edit style uh, but, you know, as, as time uh, progressed, uh, I, I got my own unique style and uh, I started using more advanced uh, editing techniques, so to say. 
Um, so yeah, what it what it sets apart of the other uh, content creators is now, of course, um, the editing. Even though I've, I've gained a lot of competition during the past uh, past year, uh, but also that the focus is on the group instead of the individual. So a lot of channels, even though they also have a group uh, like Kiyori, Uber Danger, uh, Spazi, uh, they they still focus on the on the individual. It's still about Kiyori. It's still about uh, Uber Danger. So and when I started making Casual League, I really wanted to put the focus on the group instead of the individual. Even though you know the channel name is still the Peace Vision, but you know I, I hope that everyone that watches Casual League is still like, oh, this is you know it's a team-based game, and they are team-based videos as well. <laughs> You're talking about you know Uber Danger, Spazzy, and of course watching your recent videos. Um, I think one of them was about you stealing Spazzy's minions or something to make a, a ranked team with them. Uh, yeah. So has it been? What's it been like to meet all of these people that you know? maybe used to look up to as content creators and now you can call them your friends. What has that been like for you? Yeah, that's that's a pretty funny uh, uh, progress. Uh, so when you when you just start and when you're basically like a nobody, I guess, um, you, you really look up to them and they have this kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say godly, but they have like this kind of status you just can't describe, but it makes you kind of nervous for some reason. And especially when, when Uber Danger or Spazi first contacted me, or even riot, you know, you just get this overwhelming feel of, oh, holy shit, what's happening? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like kind of Santa Claus. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how to describe it. And then, at, at you know, as, as time moves on, uh, you, you realize you become bigger as well, and you you start talking to them on a, on a, uh, on the same level for some reason. And this this sounds very. Uh, yeah, very, very dumb and very high school like, I guess. But it is, it is, it is true. So indeed, now I would consider like a, a Spazi, like Jonathan uh, Jonas, uh, as a really good friend. And also, also, you know, even though Uber Danger got a lot of shit recently, I still consider Jonathan a good friend because um, because he's actually like a really great guy. Um, and that's yeah, it's 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 funny. It's also funny how how quickly how fast it went. But uh, yeah, it's it's really difficult to subscribe, and and never had such a a experience where you first really look up to someone, and then you can, after one year, you kind of level with them, and you can just uh, indeed how you said uh, consider them your friends. Yeah, I mean that's like um, even kind of similar to my experience, like uh, you know just sending out the emails to all these you know huge YouTubers and then getting responses from them. It's actually like it feels really good because. If, like when you're putting as much work into this as I'm trying to do and trying to grow your brand and all that stuff and then people who are already really well known in your field, um, they reciprocate all of that hard work and they're willing to come be on the show and help you out and exactly yeah, yeah. it just feels really good when that so happens. it's it already starts like how do you send an email to a youtuber um, <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of emails on a daily basis which are just like hey what program do you use? And they don't even do with kind regards or uh, thanks or thanks a lot. They they are so sure. But like if like you sent me an email, like really serious and upright, then of course I'm going to answer that. I may I might not you know confirm, but that's what I think. That's uh, the same for all the YouTubers. So if you send like a really honest and you know uh, you you put some work uh, in it, then they then they will always always respond and always reply. Yeah, just a quick um, side note on you know their responses being short. The first. Um email I sent to Lily Peach, like, I've got my whole draft ready, it's all, like, I've proofread it, like, three times, revised it, like, three <laughs> times, and then I send it out, and then she just responds, 
yeah, that sounds fun, colon D, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I guess that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so maybe to respond, but like the fact that she responded, that's, that's I guess, already a good thing, because my tactic, when I just thought it was basically the same, so when I was like on one, 2K stops, I just started, out e- I just started out sending out emails to everyone, you know, so you would just pass, I already uh, said, but I also sent an email to Sif, I also sent an email to Video Game Donkey, but I didn't give a shit, I just, you know, you have to, if you, if you want to, if you want to grow big, you have to think big. So I just uh, uh, went all out of that. And, you know, of course, uh, not everyone replied and not, not everyone uh, uh, was was very accepting of, of the ideas that I had. But that, you know, that's not that's not a problem for me. As long as you, you stay serious and you keep, you know, you, you stay, you uh, are respectful, then they will always be nice to you. They have absolutely no reason to be a dick. Yeah, right. Like, and you're talking about, you know, sending out, emails to these people that have a million plus subscribers. But the thing is with, you know, what we're doing when, you know, you contact these people when you reach out is that there's no really, there's no uh, downside to sending that email. Like you just spent like five minutes of your time writing an email or whatever. And then, you know, the potential payoff for it is great. So that's one thing that I've really enjoyed about this is that um, for just minimal effort, and minimal risk, sometimes it can just really pay off for you. Because really, exactly. all, the only thing that this costs, besides like equipment, if you have to buy that, is um, it really just costs your time. And so I think for, you know, up-and-coming content creators, anyone who wants to, you know, be big on YouTube, I think they just have to have the time investment and really everything else comes with that. Definitely agree. You have nothing to lose, uh, except for what I do have to say. You do have to, yeah... Like not every YouTuber is going to help everyone. You do have to offer something, so you do have to have some something unique. So what I I sold myself a bit as a as someone who could edit really well, and I said like, hey man, I can really help you out. You know, I can make an intro for you. I can make a cool outro, or you know, uh, we could we could do a cool little montage together. So I do think you do have to be fully aware. Like, okay, what do I have to offer, uh, and you know, what what how could we potentially collaborate? Because it's not like it's not like a charity cause, you know, like yeah. you, people should not forget that YouTubers are like, they're super busy. Uh, like they're not arrogant people, but they're just, they're just super busy and they can't just afford uh, to put all their time into, you know, goodwill as so to say, you know, and at the main side, I realize that sounds a bit dickish, but that's the, you know, that's, that's how it is. As soon as I, as soon as I realized that someone really works hard on his YouTube channel and uh, you know, I also, uh, see some kind of overlap in terms of editing or in terms of uh, presentation. Then I'm always up for a collaboration. Yeah, I, I don't want. I don't want to create a climate where everyone's just gonna send out emails wildly. But you know, it's <laughs> do. Yeah, I, I think you do have to realize what are my skill. What is my skill set? What are my uh, what is the fancy word competencies or whatever? So and then you know you have to. I I, I do think you, you you yeah you need to offer something. Yeah, that's um. One thing that I've noticed, like there are a few league podcasts out there, but um, like I've been trying to really sell myself as like, um, you know, the more, I don't want to say like even professional necessarily, but the the structure, I guess, of my podcast, I'm trying to get it different and, you know, get it down to exactly how every episode is going to be, you know, open with a guest like you and then um, do 15 or so minutes of, you know, just me talking. There just aren't that many league podcasts that are doing what I'm doing. So yeah, you, I think you do definitely have to have a very specific skill set that you can offer to people when you contact yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any uh, upcoming projects that you're, you want to share or you're 
really excited about. You don't have to share them, obviously, if it's top secret information. Yeah, I, get, I, have, I have one top secret project I can't talk about, unfortunately, but that that could be really big for our channel. Because, um, you, know, you know, our channel is still growing, but you need those, uh, sometimes you just need those big impact videos. Uh, I'm working on one of those. Uh, I'm now uh, currently working on a new team comp video. Uh, it's not really. It's not gonna be like over edited, or it's just gonna be goofy. It's called Wombo Combo Misfits, uh, <laughs> and it's basically about champions that don't fit well together at all. It's a, kind of an anti Wombo Combo bar, Yana Gragas, Jarvan Trundle, you know, <laughs> that kind of jazz. Nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hope. Like I haven't released the casual leak in so long, but it's so contextual. It's so dependent on getting good footage, and so I hope I can soon release a, a new casual leak episode. But. Uh, yeah, I'm, ba I'm basically always working on stuff. Like I have half, I have also like sequences and projects uh, laying on the side for months, which I just have never finished. And uh, But now, yeah, the big thing I'm working on now is uh, Wombo Combo Misfits. One other thing that um, I'd like to ask you is uh, when YouTubers, you know, become very famous based on, you know, one specific, not really type of video, but like one specific series of videos, like, Obviously, Uber Danger's at, like, what, 800,000 subs now, so he's not confined to one type of video. But, like, when he first started out or when he was starting to get big, he would always do the full AD, full AP, and he still releases those. And then, like, uh, there's a Smash 4 guy named Alpharad who does, or who did the, you know, How to Play 101 series, and he would just have a different character, and it would just be How to Play them. And then, what do you think, how do you think that affects a channel's long-term longevity and you know, um, viewership for them to focus and be based around one specific series. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think I know what you mean. And I'm going to answer as professional as I can. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it, so it, having a series is really good for your channel, especially when it is there from the start. It kind of, it kind of determines your brand as a YouTuber. So if you want to translate a brand as a YouTuber, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's in your video, and especially if you have a series, it makes your brand stronger and stronger the longer you last. Um, but it's also, as a, as a YouTuber yourself, it's also kind of boring to stick with one series. So um, I'm not saying like making casual league is, is annoying to do or, or, or whatnot, but at one point you really want to do different stuff. And um, this can indeed come at the cost of long-term viability. So you, all, you always have to kind of recognize your audience. So, okay, I've gained this many subscribers because I made this show now I have this idea which is kind of different um, how am I going to tackle this so you have to kind of see how you can overlap these two ideas by not alienating your audience so what I did for example was I made this casual leak episodes and casual leak was a lot of people liked it uh, because of the edits so I kind of took the same editing style and I just adapted it to uh, highlights of pro players in real life and that's basically the Tajes. So, you know, as soon as you realize, okay, I have this one show, a lot, a lot of my fan base, you know, expects this show to be on my channel. Uh, I want to do something different. You know, you, you always, I think you always have to make sure there is some kind of overlap. Maybe it's your own personality. You know, maybe it's your editing style. Maybe it's your unique style, uh, use of music, whatnot. So I think, I think that's very important. I get messages every day. Where's, when is the next casual league coming out? And, you know, that's kind of, 
sometimes it's kind of heartbreaking to see because you know your fan base really wants casual league while you're actually at the same time making a new show called league extras which is actually basically the same as casual league but you know it's yeah it, it does create some stress as a content creator to stick with that one uh unique unique idea or show yeah yeah come on guys just let him do what he wants to do he's a beautiful <laughs> butterfly he's got a sore as i don't know flying metaphor anyways you could have said love or pigeon <laughs> let him fly destiny what was the other one love fate destiny religion i don't know <laughs> religion yeah <laughs> we got politics and religion in this episode of league of legends radio and america <laughs> America. Oh. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I, uh, I just, three days ago, I landed. Okay, I, I, I was in America, in Virginia. I love it there. The food is amazing. The people are very nice. And the temperature was very <laughs> soothing at 35 degrees. God damn. Nice. What is it where uh, you live right now? Uh, it can get 35 degrees, but very rarely. Now it's like 20, 17. Nice. We don't speak in Fahrenheit. We speak in degrees here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't use metrics. Fahrenheit. We use the real system here. <laughs> the real okay. <laughs> trying to freaking. Uh, Which are anxious and you're far. No, I'm trying to get the times right because there's a time difference, and then you use the 24-hour clock like a non-American, and I'm trying to. That use makes the clock so, so much more sense though. <laughs> And I, I used the Ameri- the okay. my okay. clock as well when I was in your country, and, and and one guy just looked at me and said, "Are you using military time now?" I'm like, "Military time." Oh yeah, that's what it's called here. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like everyone else, like you know, ounces and compared to um, you know milliliters and all that stuff. It's just like the other system's so much better, but you know, we're Americans. We have to stick with yeah. customary and all that. Ooh, stuff. Whatever you used to. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, well, um, is there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, just a quick shout-out to uh, our friends who stick to us uh, from Casual League Episode 1 and are still there. I really appreciate it. And uh, you guys uh, made my dream come true. <laughs> With fate, love, and destiny. I think that was Exactly. It. Close enough. And religion. <laughs> uh, thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, you're welcome. One topic that I see a fair amount of debate on is whether or not it's better to, you know, main specifically one champion or whether it's better to be well-rounded and have a wider champion pool. And I really don't think that there's a single good answer to that. I think that more depends upon you. Um, There are several factors. Like um, if you're someone who plays very competitively and you just want to you know acquire elo which in turn brings you you know fame money women everything you could ever <laughs> no. Um, no but if you're one of those you know hyper competitive people that really just wants that w column to stack up then honestly i'm going to say that maining a single champion is really the way to go um i haven't been playing as much ranked usually i got kind of burnt out on it after trying to get to diamond like ugh, platinum one please help me send help uh, I, i've died in platinum one and i need to be revived anyways yeah while i was trying to um really grind out that elo to get to diamond i um 
was just, you know, spamming those Master Yi games, trying to get those wins. And I've got about a 58% win ratio with him over 130 maybe-ish games around that amount, which is pretty good in my opinion. I think that if you have a 60% win ratio roughly with your main, then you're doing a pretty good job. Um, yeah, so I think that definitely maining just Master Yi, trying to get just trying to grind it out is the best way to go if you just want to gain elo but part of the reason that I've just been relaxing a little bit more and not you know playing as much ranked and as much league in general is um is that it kind of it kind of burned me out honestly on league to just play that one champion over and over again it just stops being fun after a while to you know play the same champion like that's why I played so many games of Lee Sin um in season 3 I think he was Oh no, season four, my bad. He was, I think, my most played champion just because he's so fun that it never gets really old to keep playing him. He's just got such a high skill caps and, I don't know, he's just really fun. Yeah, you can really burn yourself out just playing one champion. I mean, if it's a champion that you just never get bored of for whatever reason, maybe you're just one of those people who can just do it over and over and over again and never get bored. Like, that's not me, and I know that a lot of people are like me in that sense. And for those people... Definitely, I would recommend having at least a small champion pool of, you know, three to five go-to picks and then maybe one champion you can play proficiently in every other role that isn't your main role. And one of the um, big arguments that I see for maining only one champion, like if you look at like Clone, he's like really freaking good at Shaco, and he's good at League in general. Like, he can play lots of champions well. Yeah, there are issues with playing um, only one champion. Like, you know, people will troll him and stuff and um, just ban his Shaco out just to troll him, and then he usually trolls them back, so, you know, it's all good. Yeah, that definitely um, can cause issues for you there, and I think that um, another thing that people say is that if you only main one champion, you can't play the other roles well. And people who say that, you know, like, I know Sky Williams, one of his quotes is, the game is League of Legends, not League of Mid, or something along those lines. And because he thinks that everyone who um, will only go one role, that role is just going to be mid. Which he's not completely wrong on, but I digress. Um, knowing all the roles... Knowing their function is important. Knowing how to actually play them, I'm going to argue it's not. Because I cannot support. My supporting is like, it's really bad <laughs> most of the time. I just play Nautilus because he's brain dead. Shadows to Nautilus mains. No, I'm kidding. He is pretty brain dead, though. I'm, I'm not kidding about that. And that's coming from a Katarina Master Yi main. Like, come on, Nautilus. Anyways, I cannot support at all it's really bad like it's actually embarrassing how bad i am at supporting <laughs> like everything that goes into supporting because the reason i play those those assassin type champions those solo carry champions is because that's just my play style is hoard as many resources for myself as possible and then solo carry which you can criticize that or you cannot i don't really care but that's just my play style so I cannot play. I can't make the transition to support very well at all. And I don't like playing support. And I don't know how to play support to a caliber anywhere near my elo. 
and it has not really hindered me that much. Now, granted, I will say there are a lot more support mains and people who play support as a secondary in platinum, high platinum, low diamond, than there are in like bronze, silver. Like when I, every once in a while when I'm smurfing, there are almost no support mains in those elos because they're all higher elo. Hint, hint, you should main support. Definitely maining, just knowing how to play all the roles is not necessary to climb elo. Like, I can't really ADC. I mean, my Ezreal, let's be real, is pretty on point. But <laughs> I'm not a great AD carry either. I'm not a great top laner. I can mid and jungle pretty well. But, um, yeah, those are my, my main go-to roles. Anyways, it's not important to know every role. And that's what people say about one-trick ponies, why it doesn't work. But frankly, you don't need to know every role. Because I probably support one in every 30 games something like that, one in every 25, one in every 30, and I'd rather, and write this down, kids, this is some some high-level knowledge, no, I would rather pour the time that it would take into learning how to support, I'd rather pour that time and energy into getting better at what I'm already good at, because if you look at the number of one-trick ponies in Challenger, it's a lot, and I mean, there are a lot of one-trick ponies in bronze as well, <laughs> but um, if you can get to Challenger as a one-trick pony, then there must be something going for it. Now, granted, there aren't, there are a lot of people who play a lot of stuff in Challenger, but that's just because they're so generally skilled at the game that they know how to transition from role to role, and um, that's just because they're freaking good at League, they're Challenger. But yeah, so you don't need to know everything to get to high elo, and if you can get really, really good at one thing, and then you can get that thing and be able to play it, it will go your way. Now, one thing I've just been talking about as far as winning, but another important factor, and this I won't go as in-depth into, because it's more up to you, and you have to ask yourself this, but... It's about how much you want to have fun. And ranked is about winning. And maybe it should even be about winning foremost. But at the same time, it's still a game. Like basketball in the NBA, it's still a game. Just a game with a hell of a lot on the line. Now, not a hell of a lot on the line when you're playing league, even though it might seem like it. But... First and foremost, it is a game, and it is about your personal enjoyment. And I say personal enjoyment, not the enjoyment of your team, because your team is all full of terrible people most of the time, and you should just mute them all every single game. No, don't do that. I'm kidding, but they usually are terrible people. That part I'm not kidding about. Platinum one, you suck. Ugh, whatever. Whatever. But, yeah. So, if you can't keep playing the same champion over and over again and still have fun with the game, then don't do it because when you're having fun, you want to get better. And when you want to get better, you do get better as long as you um, put your energy in the right right areas and do the right stuff. Do the right stuff, Ponderous Sea Line 2015. But yeah, if you're not going to have, if you're not having fun, you're not going to climb ELO. And so if you can't main one champion only and have fun, then it doesn't matter how much you play that champion, you're still not going to gain more elo than you would if you had, you know, a small or even a 
decent sized champion pool of champions that you're just mediocre on that you're still you're having fun with so really a lot of this is up to you i would say if you can keep having fun and doing things the way that you want to do them and um be able to get your main a decent amount of time then i would say maining one champion is the way to go but if that doesn't work for you if you don't have fun with it if you maybe just don't like doing it then i would say having a small champion pool with secondaries for all the other roles is fine so yeah um jordan williams um the creator of iyl actually has a he actually did a reddit discussion about this same topic now he was he is much more leaning towards the maining one champion but i'll link that in the description i think it's worth reading there are st there is stuff on iyl about this subject about maining specific champions so if you want to check it out you can um plugging sponsors aside i hope that that helps you guys out a little bit if you're maybe unsure of what you should be doing in solo queue what uh, your champion pool should look like really it's up to you but those are some general guidelines and anyone who tells you that you need to know every single role to be good at league is full of it if you take anything away take that away transition okay guys that just about Closes, wraps up, completes, concludes, ends, halts, terminates, and winds down another episode of League of Legends Radio. Speaking of, check out our new sponsor over at thesaurus.com. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I really hope you enjoyed the interview. I had a lot of fun. Shoutouts to Peace Pigeon. The dude's awesome. I hope that maybe what I talked about will help you guys You know, decide whether you know maining one champion or having a wide variety of champions is more for you. And... Oh, oh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. And exciting news, drumroll please, we now have our own website. It's shockingly leagueoflegendsradio.com. And all the episodes are there. Uh, there's some news feed to stuff from Reddit, some other sources. So um, definitely check it out. It's very user-friendly, easy to download. That's leagueoflegendsradio.com. If you can't remember that, I can't help you. Yeah, that wraps up another episode. And as always, I will catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity, the flip, the flip. This has been League of Legends Radio.